Okay, open up your Bibles to Genesis 37. Genesis chapter 37. We are in lesson two, but let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be uh, going uh, here. Uh, uh, I am teaching this same, these same principles in more than one place at this time. And it's not that it's confusing to me, but I came to the realization this week in, in talking and sharing that it's important that I make sure that you're taking each step or that you have a, a, an, an opportunity to take each step. And uh, I don't want to overpower you or overwhelm you with all of the things that we need to do in life in order to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. So I'm going to slow it down just a little bit. We were going to do 10 weeks of spiritual fitness. Spiritual fitness, 10 weeks to a new you, okay? That is the, the title, okay? And I believe in this with all of my heart. But it really doesn't matter how much I believe in it. If I can't give you a step to take and you take that step, you know, I could take you into a gym right now and, and say, this is what you do with that weight. This is what you do at that station. This is what you do on that exercise. This is what, and I could probably tell you 15 things to do correctly that would help you. But if I'm not watchful, I could overwhelm you with 15 things so that when you leave there, you don't really remember any of them. And I haven't really helped. Does that make sense? You know, um, do you know how they catch uh, a, a monkeys in the banana plantations uh, on the African continent? You know how they catch them? It's interesting. Monkeys will go into a, to a, 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 a banana plantation and literally strip the whole plantation of bananas because the monkeys will do this. They will go, oh, man, there's a banana I want. Oh, I want that one. Oh, there's one. I want that one. And as they're walking through, they'll go, oh, there's another one. I want that one. Oh, another one. I want that one. And um, the monkeys will go through the whole plantation, and they'll come out the other side with two bananas. <laughs> and they will have pulled every one of them. You know? Okay? And, and it's, it's important to realize that, that life is more than just the last two good things that you saw. And if we're not watchful, we can get overwhelmed with getting too many things. I believe in this spiritual fitness program. I'm working it. It's what I do. Okay? I, I do this. I do it every day. I do it every week. I do it every month. I visited with, 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 with Mr. Perry Staten this week. He told me that he, had, he, had, he, he said, you know what I did today? I did this. And he, he did you know, uh, exercise number one that day. You know, uh, every, I talk to people constantly about these spiritual exercises. I believe in them just as much as I believe in physical exercise. Uh, but, but as I said, I can point to the treadmill all day long, and I can tell you all about it. But unless you're willing to get up and go over there and get on it, it's not going to do you any good. And as the church of the living God, it's so important that I do more than just tell you about all the wonderful things that you can do. And in, at, at the end of 10 weeks, you, you, you remember the last two things I said. Okay? And uh, it's, it's important that I, that I create a great opportunity for us to do this together. Because a spiritually fit Christian and a spiritually fit family and a spiritually fit church 
will cause a community to grow spiritually and be strengthened. We can be such a blessing to our families and to our community, to our state, to our nation, to the world. We can be such such a blessing if we can keep the devil from tripping us up on little bitty things or, or if we can keep our, our, our families or our church from having some of the more common problems that would take us out of the running and make us have to start working you know, uh, you know, uh, on, on our church. The devil loves to divide people so that they begin to have to work you know, in their own families instead of helping other families. You've got to work on your own life. The Bible says in the time when you need to be teachers, you have need that someone else teach you. If we're not watchful, we can get to the place to where we, we aren't helping others as much as we're helping ourselves, as much as we're needing help. And so let's work to be spiritually fit. I, 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 I'll do my best not to be boring. I'll do my best not to be you know, obnoxious. But I want to take a step by step. Last week, we talked about three things. I, I don't even want to ask you if you did any of them because I'm concerned that you may not have. But let me tell you what they were real quick, okay? Real quick. Number one was dream because Joseph, in chapter 37 of Genesis, Joseph dreamed a dream. Before Joseph dreamed a dream, <laughs> Joseph was a 98-pound weakling his brothers didn't care about him. He couldn't do anything. He didn't have a good day. He didn't see himself as capable. He didn't see himself as able. And so while he was sleeping, God gave him a dream. What is a dream? Well, the dream that God gave Joseph was the dream of a better day. God had to get Joseph asleep because Joseph's waking world did not look like it had the potential for Joseph to become ruler of the world. His waking world was a world where his brothers didn't think anything about him and made fun of him and didn't like him. In his waking world, he wasn't able to do it. So God, in his sleeping world, in his dream world, gave Joseph a picture of a better day. And this is what God said. God said, this is what I could do in your life. And it amazed Joseph. So much so that Joseph had to begin to think about it. And as he thought about it, that was our second exercise we were going to do this week. We were Number one, we were going to imagine what, is a, what would a better day look like. We were going to begin to ask God to give us a dream of a better day, to give us a dream of, 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 of something uh, that, that, that was, you know, that was uh, better in our future. And we talked about how important it is to be able to, to have that kind of thinking. Uh, imagine a better day. What would it look like? What would your better day look like? And begin to articulate that. Begin to find some scriptures in fact, I ask you to find seven scriptures that would support your better day because the Bible says a wise man builds his house with seven pillars, seven pillars of the word of God, seven pillars of truth to support your better day. Because as you begin to read those scriptures and search for those scriptures that will support that dream, that hope, that desire that you have, you will find those particular scriptures that support that. You will find them tweaking it along the way. You will find those scriptures molding it. And if you may, you may even find a scripture opposing that so that you can begin to realize that maybe I need to move my dream over a little bit, just a little bit different here, so that my scriptures uh, that, I'm, that, that, that God's giving me are molding my dream instead of me dreaming a dream that God's not going to support.
You know, sometimes people have the, the sails on their ships set for a wind that is never going to blow. Wouldn't it be horrible to, to spend all of your life climbing a ladder to, and, and realize that at the end of your life it was leaning against the wrong building? Wouldn't it be horrible to imagine that? Uh, so when we, that's why we're looking into the Word of God for the things that are supporting our dream. You might say, well, we're, you know, how do I know that I have a God dream? Well, two things we talked about, and it's important that we take these steps together. One of them was Psalms chapter 37, and, and, you know, and, and, uh, uh, and, and the other one was Proverbs 16, verse 3. Psalms 37 says this, that you, you delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Now that means this, that when we make the Lord our delight, when the Lord is out in front of us as we want to please Him, that's what we want to do. Now, if you don't want to please God, this is not going to work in your life. And I realize that, that, that uh, some people uh, uh, you know, are, are, are looking for a quick way to get rich or a quick way to get popular or, 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 or to get problems off their uh, shoulders. You know, God has a lifestyle for us. A move of God is not just a moment, but it's a life. And, and, and so it's important that we realize that if we will delight ourselves in the Lord, if we will uh, convince ourselves that pleasing Him is the best thing we could ever do, it, it, it yields the greatest results, it brings the greatest peace, the greatest joy, it brings the greatest productivity, just pleasing Him. And if we can stop caring so much about Him pleasing us and, and realize that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, He begins to give us the desires in our heart so we can begin to trust those desires in our heart. We can begin to trust. You know, the Bible says the heart of man is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Who can trust? You can't trust your heart if you're not willing to please God. Your heart will lead you astray. You, you, can't, you can't trust your You have to trust the word of God above your heart. But when you just want to please God, you know, Jesus could not even trust what he wanted. Take this cup from me. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you the scripture. I'm telling you that was his humanity. And that was there for us to peer into and look at. And to realize as he submitted his humanity to the Father God, what, God, what, what Jesus wanted above everything was to please God. And as Jesus submitted his life to be, uh, to, to delight himself in God's will, God gave him a strong desire to go to the cross and gave him joy for that. And that became his number one thing that he wanted to do because it was the number one thing that God wanted to do. And his heart and God's heart was the same and they were in total agreement. And, but that's a great picture for us to realize that sometimes what we we want sometimes even what you know we, we we may need to adjust that with the word of God so we find these pillars of truth to support the dream and these pillars begin to to shape our dream the word of God begins to confirm uh, what God's will is and we begin to, to to see our dream evolving in this in this meditating process that's what uh, God said to Joshua this book of the law my word to you shall not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night for for and, and so you so that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein for then you will make your 
your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Be strong and of good courage, have not I commanded you. Why? Uh, you know, because you're, you're meditating day and night in the Word of God, and it's changing your life. It's changing your heart. It's changing what you want. It's changing your dream to look like God's dream. And then Proverbs 16, 3 Josh, I saw you writing that down too. Thank you for writing those down, Josh. Proverbs 16.3 says that, that, that when we commit our ways to the Lord, he causes our thoughts to become established. God begins to mess around in our mind. God begins, like the word of God says in Romans, the 12th chapter, that we should be renewed, that we would renew our minds, okay? Do not be, Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world. Do you know what that word conformed means? Okay. It means to be tangled up like a fishing reel. You throw it out there, you ever have that backlash? Okay. That's, 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 that's the picture of that word. Be all tangled up. Do not be conformed to this world. All tangled up and all confused and all knotted up in this world. But rather be transformed. Okay? By the renewing of your mind, the renovating of your intellect, renewing of your mind. You know, Proverbs 16.3 tells us how we do that. When we commit our way, whenever we say, God, we want to make you happy, and I'm committed that whatever your will is, that's what I will do. He begins to drop dreams in your heart. And he begins to work in your mind. So the things you used to want, you don't want anymore. And the things that, that you thought you never would want, all of a sudden, you find, Ed, you find yourself in church. Can you believe that? I, Ed, what are you doing here? This is not, I mean, this has not been your life. Now it is, isn't it? Now it is. Praise the name of the Lord. Pray, Henry? Hello? All of a sudden, the things you didn't want or couldn't imagine all of a sudden become imaginable. You know? Wow. When you commit your ways to the Lord, whenever you, you, you delight yourself and say, God, I want to please you, and I'm committed that my steps are going to be in your steps, all of a sudden, I love, I love this spiritual truth and process because it means when I want to do what God wants me to do, then, Tom, I always get to do what I want to. Glory. It's not like, oh, drudgery, I have to go to the cross. No. It was, Jesus said, sleep on. <laughs> Those people going to kill me are coming to get me. <laughs> you see, he wanted to. There was a joy, the Bible says, that was set before him. Wow. Okay. Dream, get this. Get, get your seven scriptures. It'll change your life. Begin to think on them, meditate on them. See how they fit. See how they mold. See how they shape. See the guidelines and the barriers. And, 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 and make sure that your, your, your dream is, 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 is surrounded by the word of God in that meditation process. Then you begin to believe it. You begin to own it. You come in and then you begin to speak it. You begin to declare it. You begin, you make those declarations, those professions. Speaking it is 
powerful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Find yourself speaking the dream and the desire and, and telling others, telling yourself and speaking. We speak to ourselves the word of God. You know, the Bible says that even the angels of God, they hearken unto the voice of the Lord to do his bidding. Isn't that amazing? They are all flames of fire ministers sent forth to minister to those who will be heirs of salvation. And they hearken unto the voice of the Lord to do his bidding. My goodness, I am out of time. And I didn't even read one scripture. Ooh. I'm not sure that, is that church? Okay, I did quote some, all right? All right. Here's what I would like for you to do. The next step was relationships, okay? It was in Psalms 30, excuse me, it was in Genesis 37. The next step we were going to take, the next exercise was to pay attention to our relationships because God does everything through relationships, okay? It's who you know, not what you know, that, that makes the greatest difference. Okay? It's who you know that will get you into heaven, not what you know. What you know is important. I don't want to minimize that. But not as important as who you know. God does his work through relationships. And it's important. That's what saved Joseph's life. Joseph's life, he would have been dead had it not been for the fact that one brother, Reuben, spoke up for him and said, let's don't kill him. That was, I mean, and Joseph didn't even know that behind the scenes, he didn't know that his brothers were plotting his death. He didn't know that one brother was standing up for him behind the scenes. He never knew. He never heard the conversation. But Reuben, because Reuben and Joseph had a relationship, because Reuben had a relationship with his father and his father had a relationship with Joseph, because of relationships, Joseph's life, God used another person to save Joseph's life. God always uses people to bless people. God reaches through people to people. It's all about relationships. And the next exercise I was going to ask you to do is begin to build some relationships so that you can share some dreams. Pay attention to the relationships that you have and the new ones God giving you. Won't you stand to your feet? Lord God, Lord, help us, God. Help us, Lord, to, to not just learn about these relationships or these exercises, Lord. Not just learn about uh, spiritual fitness. But help us, Lord, to take the steps, to actually step on that treadmill and begin, Lord, to imagine a better day. Even if our day is great, to begin to imagine, Lord, uh, what you would have for us, Lord, and what we can do for you, Lord. How, how, how our life could be better or greater or, or more useful or more productive, Lord. How our marriage or our money or our, 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 our employees or uh, how, how our, 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 our community. Lord, help us to have dreams, Lord. Not just one, Lord, but, but, but great uh, expectations, Lord. And begin, Lord, to let your word mold and shape, Lord. Support and strengthen, Lord. To build our dreams strong. To release faith in us for it, Lord. And then, Lord, uh, Lord... To, to make that declaration, Lord, that's what, that's what moves it forward. That's what gets it out of the gate, Lord, is the power of the spoken word, Lord. God, as we make our professions of faith, Lord, God, help us to pay attention to the relationships that you have given us, Lord. God, especially, Lord, in this day when the devil's trying so hard to divide us, Lord, help us to protect our relationships. 
to make new relationships, to be willing to reach across denominational lines and racial lines, and Lord, or to, to reach across, uh, Lord, uh, uh, religious lines, Lord, to reach across, Lord, uh, political lines, Lord. And God, Lord, we, we certainly, Lord, God, find ourselves, Lord, at times different, Lord, but not so different that we need to be divided from the relationships that you have given us, especially brothers and sisters in Christ. We ask this, sir, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to ask you to try to make a new friend this week. That's all. And I'm going to ask you to try to make a friend that's not like you, somebody that's totally different from you, whether it's a different color or a different profession, a different age, whatever. I command you in the name of Jesus. Listen to your pastor. You make a new friend this week that's not like you. Okay? In Jesus' name. God bless you. I love you. Now go in peace and do the will of God. I love you. Okay? God bless you.